Hey there, who wants to be more blessed? I do. This is the Something to Bless podcast. And on this show, we are going to talk all things faith, mindset, and behaviors. If I'm speaking your language, stick around. If we want to be more blessed, we got to give God something to work with. And I'm going to help you to do just that. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Barbara Gian at barbaragian.com. I hope everybody's doing amazing. I am itchy. Just I'm hoping that somebody hears this and just has some magic remedy for eczema because all of a sudden I've developed this skin condition. And not only is it insanely itchy, but it's kind of messing up my look over here. I mean, I have spots now on my arms, my legs, my neck, although those ones aren't so obvious. The rest of my body is, and I'm, I'm already thinking a year ahead, or in advance, almost for my daughter's wedding. I'm picturing myself wearing a beautiful dress, mother of the bride, and I can't be having these spots all over. So, but really, the the main concern is the itchiness. So, if anybody out there knows of any miracle healing DIY remedies for eczema, let me know because I'm itchy and spotty. Okay. All right, uh, before we jump in, I'm going to go over a couple of things. First, this show is sponsored by the Today I Am Grateful Gratitude Journal. This is a 90-day journal. It includes space for you each day to write out your daily gratitude, your affirmations, as well as thoughtful quotes and journal prompts throughout. So this is a great way to practice your gratitude muscle, get your, your thoughts and your thankfulness written down each and every day, and you'll love it. You can find the link in the show notes and it is on Amazon. Also, if you have not yet rated and reviewed the show, please do that and let me know what you are enjoying about the show. As I get into this second season, I really want to know how to gear it from here on out. So please do that. And I think that wraps up the announcements. All right, let's jump in. So we're talking about habits. We all have them. Some good, some not so good, and some are just neutral or weird. I'll share a weird habit of mine. As I was thinking about this topic, I thought about something that I've been doing since I was a little kid. I don't even know how old, but very, very young, under 10. I have a habit of bringing my forearm to my nose at random times of the day, even at stop stoplights, and smelling my arm. I love my scent. What can I say? I'm a weirdo. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's move on. So we all have them. Our lives are pretty much governed by our habits. If you Googled it, you would find out that about 40 to 45%, so almost half of all of our behaviors are actually habits. So let's think about this for just a minute. Make a mental jog of your day. And think about everything you do from the time you get up to the time you go to sleep. I mean, there's the time that we wake up, the time that you eat, the foods that you eat, the way that you drive, the amount of time that you spend exercising, if you spend time exercising, and on and on and on until the end of the day. And so there's a lot of things that we do repeatedly over and over as part of our routine every day. 
So I want to talk to you today about what exactly habits are and how they're largely responsible for our overall circumstances because the results in our life right now that we see, they are tied back to our habits. So what is a habit? A habit is just a repeated behavior that becomes automatic. We don't even have to think twice about doing it because it's just natural, second nature. And I mentioned my own habits. Well, I told you the weird one, but the regular ones are, you know, I wake wake up every day at 545 is what my alarm is set for. And even on the weekends, when it's not set to that, I still wake up at 545 because it's so natural to me. So I just do it. I have my morning routine that I go through every morning for about the first hour, hour and a half. I take walks pretty much every single day. I drink coffee every single day. And I look at my phone way too much every single day. That's a habit I want to break. I have a habit of laughing when I'm alone. Um, And maybe not completely alone in the house, but just alone doing something. Maybe I'm on my computer or my phone. And I always laugh out loud to myself about something random. And my husband or son will always ask me what I'm laughing about now. So then I started thinking about my kids, my family's habits, my kids, well, now we only have crews here in the house, but just their habits. And again, some are bad, some are good, and some are just whatever. My son has a bad habit of leaving his bowl or dishes out after he eats, he just leaves things on the table. He also has a habit of not putting his clothes in the laundry basket, he leaves them on the floor in the hallway, I don't get it. The door to the laundry basket is right there. I don't understand. Um, My husband has a habit of organizing the dishes in the sink. I don't know why he just doesn't wash them because he rinses them and he fixes them all up. It's more of an OCD thing. Um, So that's not a bad habit. It's just a habit of his. But I did think about this. He comes in the house a lot of times talking before he even sees me, I'm like, what? And a lot of the times, or some of the times anyway, I'll be on the phone or a call or, you know, something. And I can't shush him because I'm on a call. And so that drives me bananas. Does it all the time. Let me see. What is a good habit? Oh, I do want to say my son, I want to give him a little bit of credit here. He has a habit of going outside and practicing soccer. So he joined soccer for the first time, I think it was about a year ago, never played before. And he was he was okay, he had potential, but he really loved it. And so he wanted to get better and better and better. And so he practices all the time and he has improved so much. Now he's on comp soccer. So that habit paid off for him. So I was wondering, why do we even form habits? What is it that causes us to do these things over and over again, and stick to them for a lot of us for our entire life? Well, you guys may have heard of dopamine, our brains have this chemical messenger, it's known as the feel good hormone. And it brings us pleasure or comfort or just good feelings. And so whenever we do things, and we get a hit of this dopamine, we get that sense of pleasure, it's motivation to keep on doing it, right? And again, even if it's just keeping us in a comfortable state, it's a reward system. And as humans, our brains are hardwired to seek out these behaviors that release dopamine. So 
when we feel good, we're just going to keep on wanting more and more of it. And this is why junk food and sugar are so addictive. One of my own addictions is sugar. I don't know if I want to say addiction, but it's definitely a weakness and something I want to work on because junk food and sugar, they release large amounts of this dopamine into our brain. And so it is very tempting. I will say when I go into environments where I would have not had anything sweet that day, but because there's candy or donuts or whatever sitting there, I will have one. It happened last week at my Bible study and I, and I'm kind of bougie with my sweets. I'm going to be honest. I, when I buy candy, ice cream or whatever sweet thing I'm buying, I read the ingredients. I make sure it is like the best ingredients and the lowest amount of sugar. So at least I do that, right? But I don't, I don't eat your standard candy that you find at the store. And there was a bunch of Halloween candy sitting on the table. We're in June. It's been a while, but this candy lasts forever. And so of course I had, I had one. I just have a really hard time resisting if it's in front of my face. And that's for all of us. If our environments, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, our environments are not set up in a way to support us, we're going to give in and we're going to have certain behaviors that we otherwise wouldn't have. And the whole reason I wanted to have this episode on habits is because they're much bigger than I think we realize. They're not just isolated daily behaviors that we all have. They are daily or regular behaviors that we have over time that have created the life that we're living right now. So they're huge. And again, we form them because they're comfortable, safe, they feel good, at least temporarily. And I think that's the question to ask. Looking at our life and how things are, tracing them back to certain habits and asking, do I have this habit just because it feels safe or comfortable or good, but how good is it really? So just asking those questions. So last year, I read a book called Atomic Habits, really good book. And I want to read you something from this book. And it's talking about habits not restricting freedom, but habits giving freedom. So it says, habits give freedom. In fact, the people who don't have their habits handled are often the ones with the least amount of freedom. Without good financial habits, you will always be struggling for the next dollar. Without good health habits, you will always seem to be short on energy. Without good learning habits, you will always feel like you're behind the curve. If you're always being forced to make decisions about simple tasks, when should I work out? Where do I go to write? When do I pay the bills? Then you have less time for freedom. It's only by making the fundamentals of life easier that you can create the mental space needed for free thinking and creativity. On the other hand, when you have your habits dialed in and the basics of life are handled and done, your mind is free to focus on new challenges and master the next set of problems. Building habits in the present allows you to do more of what you want in the future. So there are, oh, there's something called a feedback loop that the author James Clear talks about, and it's the pattern. So when we have a habit or behavior, there's always a cue. And then there's a craving 
followed by a response to that craving. And then at the end is the reward. So I'll go through these uh, one by one. So first there's a cue. Our brain is triggered by some cue to start a behavior. And our brains are always on the hunt for rewards. Then comes the craving. And these are the motivational force behind every habit. Next is the response. And this is the actual habit that you form. And I'm going to give some examples of these two. And this can be a thought or an action. And lastly comes the reward. So let me give an example that everybody will relate to. Okay, so these are again, these are the four patterns of a habit, the cue, craving, response, and reward. So here's the example. The cue is your phone buzzes with a new text message or some alert. Then is the craving. You want to learn the contents of this message. Next comes the response. You grab your phone and read the text. The reward is that you satisfy your craving to read the message. Grabbing your phone becomes associated with your phone buzzing. Happens to all of us, right? So how do we change habits? Well, the first step, as with anything else, is to be aware. Because you can't change a habit that you're not aware of. Next, you can say out loud what it is that you want or don't want, because I don't know why, but there's something powerful about speaking things out loud. Next, you can be specific about the details of the new habit. So for example, if you wanted to work out more, you wouldn't just say, I want to work out more. You would be specific, get really, really clear on that. I'm going to work out at the gym on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So be very detailed about that. The next thing you can do is try starting at the beginning of either a week, a month, or a year. For some reason, there's higher hope on those days. I know that to be true for myself every time it's the beginning of what I just said, a week, month, year. I have high levels of energy and excitement and enthusiasm. So if you're going to try something new, give it a try on the beginning of those times. And the last suggestion is to stack it with a habit that you already have. So for example, if you want to start journaling, you can now, and, and you're a, a daily coffee drinker, you can stack it with your drinking your coffee or after you pour your coffee, you go straight down to, to journal. And now those two things are paired up. Or something that I do is when I do have morning meetings or I'm out of the house early, because normally I like to start my day with my workout clothes on and so I can get my workout earlier in the day. But if I'm not able to do that, I will come home and change out of my regular clothes and change immediately into my workout clothes so that I still make sure I get my, my workout in. So that's another um, suggestion. If you come home from work and maybe you either stay in your work clothes for a little while or you change straight into your pajamas or whatever, maybe you can try changing from your work clothes to your workout clothes. And now you're pairing two things together. And these are just some suggestions for helping us to 
break habits that we don't want to have anymore that are not serving us or start new ones that are going to help us out and have the results that we want. We want to make our brains our allies, our friends, but we have to be aware of what they even are and be honest, see your daily behaviors for what they really are and make a decision that you're going to take the small steps to make changes. And that's the other thing is that a lot of people lose patience or motivation and fail to understand that these things take time. You don't work out and get muscles the next day. It takes several months to build that. Everything takes time. But if you focus on getting 1% better each day, actually, I'm going to read you another part of this book about that. So let me just do that now. So this is talking about why small habits make a big difference. It says the difference of a, sorry, the difference a tiny improvement can make over time is astounding. Here's how the math works out. If you can get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. What starts as a small win or a minor setback accumulates into something much more. So it's going to accumulate whether it's good or bad, it's going to add up and create a big, much bigger result that you have to live with. And so key to look back at everything and make a decision on what you want and what you're going to go back to your habits um, and look at and see how you can make changes, what needs to be changed. Oh, and I wanted to give you a few examples of how important it is to set up your environment in a way that supports good habits and helps get rid of bad habits or help to not encourage habits that you do not want to have anymore. I gave you the example earlier of being at my Bible study where there was candy and if it hadn't been there, I would not have eaten it. But because it was in front of me and within reach, I ate candy. So just doing things I think of small things like for me, I have a habit of cleaning my kitchen before I go to sleep every night because I do not want to waste time in the morning when I wake up. I want to get straight to my morning routine. And if I had a dirty kitchen, that would be a distraction for me and I would have to take the time to clean it up. I also, I have a whole, I have good morning and evening routines. One of the things I do in the evening is I set up my diffuser a couple of hours before I get into bed. That really helps me to sleep better, just having those scents. And we all know how important good sleep is. It has a lot to do with our our well-being and our overall health. So seemingly little routine, but with a big impact and result. So also I did at the beginning of the show, I shared a few things, a few habits of my husband's and they were just kind of like whatever type habits. But I'm remembering now a couple of big things that he does that, well, daily things that he does that have big results. For example, he goes to the gym five days a week and sometimes more than that, but he's very committed to this. He's been doing it for a while. And because of that, he feels good. He's reaching his personal goals and he also participates every day in his own recovery. He goes to certain classes and this is part of his life. And because of that, he has greater peace with his recovery. He has support, ongoing support and growth. And they're really big, important 
life results because of his habits. So just wanted to throw that in there. And a final word. This is a quote. Good habits are as addictive as bad habits and a whole lot more rewarding. Harvey McKay, my man. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you guys stay well. Get on those habits. And until next time, be a blessing and be blessed. Hold up, wait a minute. If you are ready to go from confusion and uncertainty to clarity and confidence, then you just might be the perfect fit for my mentorship. Learn more about my transformational coaching program by heading over to barbaragian.com and book your free call today. Nothing changes if nothing changes, people. See you over there.